The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Welcome to the Cinema Gold Show with your host, Larry Lease. From the small screen to the big screen, we cover all the latest entertainment news. Join us on your favorite podcast platform or on YouTube every weekday. Welcome to another episode of the Cinema Gold Show. I'm your host, Larry Lease. Today we're continuing our series, Return to Greendale, a review of Community. This week we're on Season 3. But first, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Poddex, for sponsoring this episode. Check them out today at poddex.com and use the promo code LARRY21 for 10% off your first purchase. That's L-A-R-R-Y-2-1 for 10% off your order. And now on to Community Season 3. First off, apologies for um, being a week late for Season 3. I was busy with work, covering other stuff, and unable to take the time to do this video until now. But, now on the subject at hand. Community fans went into Season 4 feeling far less joyous than usual. The show had long ago settled into its cult status, with a small but highly passionate fan base who were deeply invested in the show, and were on pins and needles every season waiting to see if it would get renewed. But finding out that the show's creator, Dan Harmon, had been taken off the series by Sony and NBC was a gut punch, quickly taking the air out of the victory that was season four's very existence. Harmon had made Community a very offbeat, unique series with an incredibly distinct voice. Could Community be good without him? Yes, as there are other talented writers out there, several already working on the series. But would it feel the same? That was doubtful, so the big hope was that New Community was a good show, too, on its own legs. It's hard not to feel sympathy for new showrunners David, can't even pronounce his last name, and Moses Port, who were put in a thankless role. They had done good work on other people's shows, Happy Ending, and their own show, 
the short-lived Aliens in America. But replacing Dan Harmon on a show as obsessed over as Community, that was a whole other level of scrutiny that almost no writer could match up to. So what was the end result? A season Community that had some distinct highs and lows. Let's be clear, Community had its off moments and episodes under Harmon as well. With some installments that didn't quite hit the mark, but season four was marked by much more dramatic misfires in several points where you could feel the strain of people trying very hard to give the fans what they want, but without quite the same viewpoint to do so. It didn't help that Community only had 13 episodes this season, meaning there was less time for our writers our showrunners and their writers, many returning but some new to the show, to find their sea legs without a substantial percentage of the season already being done. After a solid season premiere, which acknowledged a lot of audience fears, Abed imagines Greendale as a traditional sitcom with a laugh track. The show took a clear downturn for several episodes. There were a lot of storylines that felt half-baked and jokes that didn't land. It was during this period that the show hit a low point with conventions of space and time. That episode felt like going too far down the rabbit hole with one of the show's great ongoing jokes, Inspector Spacetime, with an uninspired storyline that took the gang to a convention and had, well, nothing that great happen to them. This episode also was a really frustrating, as far as Annie was concerned, putting the spotlight on a tendency throughout the season to have her regress in a big way when it came to her increasingly juvenile crush on Jeff, after that whole idea was seemingly put to rest in season three. Thankfully, things picked up again about halfway through, starting with the terrific advanced documentary filmmaking. That episode truly got the ball rolling on Chang's storyline this season, with Ken Jeong having a ball playing a ridiculously, ridiculously earnest, optimistic version of his usually maniacal character, Chang. Slash Kevin's alliance with City College really had no payoff in the long term. But along the way, this was some of the most enjoyable Chang content yet. It was also noticeable that Pierce had some truly sweet moments during these episodes, such as her story of dance, given we all knew Chevy Chase was on his way out of the show, oh so unhappy behind the scenes. The ups and downs continued near the end of the season, however, with several good, but not great, episodes. There were a lot of episodes that had strong moments, but also something about them that really stood out as off. Such was the case with the annual Christmas episode, Intro to Knots which had more of a sad, desperate Annie in a scenario that strained credibility way too far. No way all these people would go along with this, and yet that episode still managed to find some good laughs and clever scenarios in its second half, once he got over those notable obstacles. He also got one more standout episode in the final stretch via the Jim Rash penned Basic Humanity, which Er, my apologies, basic human anatomy, which took an eyebrow-raising concept and made it not only very funny, but touching and emotional. In a classic community way, that episode managed to give us some weight to a storyline, Troy and Britta as a couple, that the writers barely seemed interested in all season, mostly ignoring it until I got its well-done conclusion here. Once again, community defied the odds and survived for another season. Was I excited as I was when it originally came out? 
No, but it's still a lovable show, capable of very funny moments that are commendably unusual and risky for a network comedy. What other primetime comedy would have a bunch of puppets tripping out? And the cast are still a wonderful collection of very specific and different energies who give their all. No matter what, I have to commend Jim Rash and Donald Glover, especially this season, who managed to continually find laughs and wonderful moments for their characters, even in the weaker episodes. We have to wait and see if Dan Harmon returns to Community, but assuming the two return, I'm hoping this season, with its high and lows, has gotten the kinks out of Community 2.0. There were some great episodes along the way, which proved the show has life in it, even while the weaker episodes were a reminder of how tough it is to nail that special Community 5. Let's see what Season 5 has in store for us. So let us know what you thought about this season of Community. You can send us a tweet at Cinema Gold Show, or leave us a comment in the comment section below. Um, Be sure to subscribe to our videos so you can see more of our content, as well as catch up on our other reviews of Return to Greendale, a community review. And now, on to our review of the second episode of Marvel's new series, What If? The second episode of Marvel's latest Disney Plus series, What If? T'Challa Became Star-Lord explores the possibility of T'Challa becoming an iconic galactic outlaw in a twist that also involves him being portrayed as very different from the Peter Quill version of the character. It's safe to say Star-Lord never needed to perform a dance-off to save the universe in this timeline. As you may know, if you listened to us last week, our What If Review is coming to a different format. More of a breakdown that we hope will still satisfy our regular listeners, but also help younger listeners and those less familiar with the MCU keep up. With that in mind, let's dig deeper into what if T'Challa becomes Star-Lord. So for episode two's timeline, It's helped to have seen Black Panther, Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 1 and 2, as well as Avengers Infinity War. So first, you may ask what's different. Not only do we get to see an alternate life for T'Challa, we also get to find out what Peter Quill's fate might have been if he hadn't been picked up by Yondu as a child, and what Thanos would have done if he just chilled the mm out. The what-if moment in this episode addresses what would have happened if Yondu had outsourced the assignment of retrieving Peter from Earth to the Ravengers, and they ended up lifting T'Challa instead, nixing the events of Black Panther. In their defense, they say the cosmic readings in Wakanda were off the charts, since it was built on an ancient vibranium meteorite. T'Challa concurs. It is T'Challa we see lifting the Power Stone from Morag and not Peter at the beginning of the episode. Changing the events of Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 1. Korath has heard of Star-Lord in this alternate timeline, and is a huge fan because T'Challa is basically a galactic Robin Hood here. Korath is so enamored with T'Challa, in fact, that he begs to join the Ravagers. The gang, along with Yondu, have reformed, 
They're no longer simply grimy thieves, smugglers, criminals, bandits, mercenaries, bounty hunters, pirates. They plan to use the recently acquired Infinity Stone to jumpstart a dying star and save a planet in peril. We see that T'Challa has managed to change a lot of the cosmic MCU's major fates as Star-Lord. He's even broken through Thanos' mindset in this branch timeline, convincing him that there's more than one way to achieve his goals. And he's changed Drax's life by saving his homeworld from a Kree invasion, too. As Star-Lord, T'Challa runs into a friendly and now minimally cybernetic nebula, who initially comes across as a kind of blue Jessica Rabbit. She manages to pique his interest by describing a MacGuffin called the Embers of Genesis, cosmic dust that can terraform ecosystem. T'Challa understands he could use them to eradicate hunger across the galaxy, but they'll have to steal them from the Collector, who has filled Thanos' power vacuum. T'Challa and Nebula plan a heist on Nowhere, which involves evading the Black Order. They're working for the Collector in this timeline, in an alteration from Avengers Infinity War and Endgame. Who are the voices? Well, Jeffrey Wright returns as What If's narrator and The Watcher. Chadwick Boseman provides a a voice for T'Challa and Star-Lord. Michael Rooker returns as Yondu. Karen Gillan is Nebula again. Josh Brolin is back as Thanos. Seth Green is Howard the Duck. John Canny is T'Chaka. Angela Bassett is back. Benicio Del Toro is back as a collector. Sean Gunn is Craglin. Drax is a real omission here, as Dave Bautista did not return to reprise his role in this series. He claims he was never asked, but executive producer Brad Winderbaum chalked it up to a miscommunication. But now, let's look at some of the standout moments. This was actually a pretty wonderful episode, and it was great to see how much of a positive influence T'Challa had on the universe after getting the opportunity to leave Earth and satisfy his natural curiosity. It was also funny to note how much better T'Challa was at being Star-Lord than Peter. Of course, it was also bittersweet knowing that What If marks the late Chadwick Boseman's last performance. And it was hard not to get choked up during the episode's final scene in Wakanda. I can't wait to see the other versions of T'Challa that pepper this season of the show. The reformed Thanos was also a treat, and I loved how he always seemed to be just on the cusp of falling back on his old plan. But his Ravager family, their banter, and their friendship had drawn him in too deep to take it too seriously. Murdering half the universe has become a running joke in this timeline, which was some dark comedy I couldn't help but warm to. It wouldn't be a Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1 adjacent episode without brilliant Howard the Duck appearance, and this one was glorious. But... Hearing Seth Green's voice coming out of Howard's duck, or Howard's beak, made me yearn for the recent Howard the Duck animated series that never was. T'Challa's fight with the Collector was a smorgasbord of Easter eggs for Marvel fans, too. We saw that in this timeline, he's managed to get a hold of Hela's headpiece, Thor's hammer, and Captain America's shield. Maybe we'll get to revisit it in a later episode of What If, but if we don't, that's fine. I'll let my brain fill in those gaps with some wild stuff instead. And, well, how does it work out? Well, T'Challa finds a Wakandan ship in the Collector's stash and realizes that Yondu lied to him 
about the country's destruction. But the two objectively have more of a father-son relationship than Yondu ever did with Peter. And they have a nice heart-to-heart that ends with T'Challa returning to Wakanda to reunite with his father, T'Chaka, and the rest of his Wakandan family. Meanwhile, Ego eventually finds an older Peter mopping the floor at a Dairy Queen. But this altered meeting might mean the end of the world, we're told. As in this timeline, there's no one to guide Peter away from Ego's nefarious Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 plans. This won't be the last time we see T'Challa pop up on a What If. What if. It was reported previously by IGN that Bozeman appears in four episodes of the series playing different versions of the character. Each time, he was just so enthusiastic about it, finding a new spin on the character. And that's our review of episode two of Marvel's What If. Let us know what you thought about this episode. Did you like it more than the first? I felt like there was more substance to this episode than the first episode. Let us know in the comments section below. And don't forget to hit that like button. Subscribe to our channel. And click the bell icon for to be notified of future episodes. And that's all we have for this episode of the Cinema Gold Show. Thanks for watching, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for watching The Cinema Gold Show. If you liked what you heard, subscribe to our podcast on all major platforms. Follow us on Twitter at Cinema Gold Show. And like us on Instagram at The Cinema Gold Show. Support the show by buying us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash cinemagold. As always, thank you for listening. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.